Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? So good. It's going really good. Like, great. <laughs> like, amazing. Amazing. Wow. Like, super cool. <laughs> um, awesome. Wow. Today, we are going to talk about Engagement Espionage by Miss Penny Reed, and later, we are going to talk to our favorite audiobook narrator and yours, Chris Brinkley. Uh, but first, mom, I can't, I can't keep track of what, what we're on anymore. So what have you been reading and watching? (laughs) Wow. So many things. Um, we went through all our books last time, right? Yeah. So this time, because we're actually recording a little early because we just interviewed Chris Brinkley. Mm -hmm. Um, who is delightful, by the way. I'm just going to throw that in there. Spoiler (laughs) alert. Um, uh, so I read... Engagement and Espionage, and now I'm reading Tomboy by Avery Flynn. And you are reading Tomboy by Avery Flynn because I previously, um, since our last episode, I read Tomboy by Avery Flynn, which if you will recall, we listened to Muffin Top in the car. Um, with my son. With <laughs> my brother, which was a hoot and a holler. A hoot and a holler. Go back and listen to that. Um <laughs> And then I also read Would I Lie to the Duke by Eva, Eva Lee, um, which is the follow-up to My Fake Rake, which we read for the podcast um, and liked. It's the kind of like 80s movie-inspired Regency series. Um, and I liked both immensely. Um, Tomboy, I stayed up like crazy late. I think Tomboy might be my favorite In of that series. That series. Okay. The one um, thing I've learned from reading this series is I never want to live in that Waterbury city. No freaking They kidding. are horrible to these awful. people. <laughs> awful. Awful. They were awful to in Butterface. They are awful in Muffin Top. <laughs> and they say the worst things in Tomboy. Yeah. I just don't get where what this city is. This that it, city has like no filter. Yeah. They're awful, awful people. So. Yeah. Um, and what I lied to the Duke uh, was... Very enjoyable. I really liked it a lot. I, I like that series a lot. Um, the other thing I learned about from reading Tomboy is um, Avery Flynn really likes her some dirty talk, and I'm here for it. <laughs> so keep it coming. Well, thanks for sharing. <laughs> um, and then in terms of watching, uh, we finished Younger, we which did. we were... We really liked Younger. Yeah, we really liked Younger. That's uh, It's kind of like Sex in the City light. If anybody's interested, if that piques anybody's interest. Um, and then we've been watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., at, which is coming Always. to a close. Yes. And it makes me so sad because I don't know what I'm going to do without it. Um, but that's been really good. And then we just started watching Lucifer. Lucifer. Uh, which, because we... we watch shows while we do the elliptical together. Um, well, not together. She does it, then I do it. Yeah, we take turns. We take shifts, elliptical <laughs> shifts, and watch shows together while one of us is doing the elliptical. Because not one of us, one of us can't get ahead in a show, so we have yes. to watch it together. Yes. Yeah, I know. I keep starting shows with mom. Well, I keep starting shows, and then mom walks in, and so then I'm like, okay, well, I guess I have to now watch the entirety of this show with you. Yeah, I don't see what your problem is. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, and, but speaking of shows that mom would be okay if I watched without her, Big oh Brother started this week! <laughs> <laughs> and mom is so excited that she gets to watch that show Am three I? nights a week with me. 
Um, well, I don't have to. Yeah. I might have to start reading more. <laughs> um, but I'm very excited. And if any of you are Big Brother fans, then tell me because I like to talk to people about that show. It's based, I was thinking about it. It's like my sporting event. It's like my World Series or Super Bowl. Like, well, then what's Drag Queen, Ellen? Well, yeah, Drag Race and <laughs> Drag Race and Big Brother are my World Series and Super Bowl, respectively. Um, and that says a lot of sad things about you. <laughs> it says that I'm super cool. Um, does it, though? Yes, it does. Um, okay, so that's what we've been up to in terms of uh, doing yeah. a whole lot of nothing. Um, okay, today we are talking about Engagement and Espionage by Penny Reed. This is the first book in her new cozy mystery series entitled Solving for Pi, Cletus and Jen Mysteries. Hmm. Uh, it features Jen Sylvester and Cletus Winston from her Winston series, where they are most featured in the third book, uh, Beard Science, a book we have talked mm, a bit about on this show. A bit. A bit. We, it comes up every once in a while. Um, the second book in this new series uh, will be called Marriage and Murder, and it is set to come out next March. So, you know, we'll have to see how we feel about this one. So we're saying March of 2021, right? Correct. Okay. Um, here is the back cover description for... So lazy. <laughs> so lazy. For this book. Jennifer Sylvester made her deal with the devil, and now they're engaged. But all is not well in Green Valley. A chicken choker is on the loose. 61 <laughs> dead birds most foul need plucking. And no time remains for Jennifer and her devilish fiancé. Desperate to find a spare moment together, Jen and Cletus's attempts to reconnect are thwarted by one seemingly coincidental disaster after another. It's not long before Cletus and Jen see a pattern emerge and the truth becomes clear. Sabotage! Will an undercover mission unmask the culprit or are these lovebirds totally plucked? <laughs> the amount of bird puns that are fit into that back cover well, description. Well, and in the book. Because honestly, I was thinking about writing my own description that had bird puns in it, but this covered them all. Well, so starting with choked chickens. Choked chicken. Chicken you, choker. You can only go up from there. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Mom, what did you think of Engagement and Espionage? Uh, did Penny Reed write this book? <laughs> then I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I think I will always love a Penny Reed book, but especially one that features Green Valley and the Winstons. It was just so fun to get back inside Cletus's head yes. and just to, to be with them all again. And especially with Cletus and Jen. And you are my favorite. And, um, you know, just to see where their relationship is, because the book starts like a couple months after Beard Science ended. Yeah. And, um, you know, all's not perfect in their world. And so it was interesting to see, you know, what they're dealing with and how they're dealing with it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the fallout from everything that happened in Jen's life. And yeah, then just to see all the Winston brothers again. And yeah, just, yeah delightful i mean cletus is by far the most fun of the winston brothers to spend time in the head of i don't know that was not well (laughs) grammar phrased grammatically well um and then jen and cletus are definitely my favorite penny raid couple maybe up there like among my favorite romance couples ever so to just kind of get to spend more time and spend and you know see how things 
go for them, you know, was a lot of fun. Um, I will say though, this book should be called Engagement, Espionage, and Sexual Frustration because man alive, the like blue balls that were happening in this book was just killing me. And I was just like, I, I felt so bad. Like, I don't know why. Like, you just want to hit that already. It was almost like Jen's orgasm was my own. Like I just wanted that so much for her. Well, that's enough of that. I don't even want to think about that. I just like I want this so much for you. Like I cared about it as much as if as if it were my own. Uh, (laughs) And now I'm getting mom uncomfortable, which doesn't happen that often. (laughs) Um, Okay, mom. Speaking of her, what did you think of Jen? I love Jen, our heroine. Jen is just so fun, and her her whole the thing this book does that's fun is it. Um, makes her have to revert back to the old Jen some. So to see how far she's come and then cringe for her when she has to go back mm-hmm. to being old Jen. And, um, you know, because I don't want to give away too many spoilers or too much about the story. Well, she partially has to revert to old Jen for the sake of this mystery. To solve but this also, mystery. also, she, I mean, so I left getting to spend more time with her post the events of Beard Science and really see the changes she's made to take control of her life and then maybe some of those spots where she still is right not completely in control right Right. well her mom is still kind of overusing her yes and so that's a thing she's trying to get out from under and that's one of the problems that her they're having in their relationship yeah and she's doing a good job of like trying to take that control back it's not happening as fast as like cletus nor jen i think would like it to happen but um so I liked seeing that, you know, in romance, we're so used to our happily ever after in both the romance sense and also the the character development journey that these people go on. But for most of these things, it is still a process. And so getting to see that, you know, it's not like she was completely fixed by the end of Beard well, Science. Well, usually in a romance book, the book ends, there's an epilogue, everybody's happy. Yeah. But it's, it's, yeah, like you were saying, it's, it's fun to see, okay, they're still struggling with stuff. They love each other. And it's just adorable. Cletus just loves her so much. Well, and she loves him so much. They're just so redonkulously sweet. I know. And it's just like he would do literally, and he does do like anything for her. Yeah. And I just love it. And I'm so on board for it. But I was, I I told mom, I was like, I need a Cletus. (laughs) (laughs) I would love a Cletus too. Yeah. But, um. Just so much uh, fun to see how they're still struggling and growing and developing. And Mm -hmm. I loved it. Yeah. Um, I loved this about her in Beard Science, but it really stood out in this one that she has this, like, very specific brand of, like, serene, sweet toughness with, like, a smidge of dorky that I just love. Like, I think it's best encapsulated when he's talking about how whenever she sees him... She just, like, runs up to him and, like, throws her arms around him. And he's like, and I want her to keep doing that forever. (laughs) And I was, I don't know, like, I think she really kind of came to life even more for me in this one. Um, And I don't know if it's just because, you know, I've now read that book many times and then getting more information about her. And, um, but I just, I just love her. I think, and... You know, a lot of times I think we love characters that we see a lot of ourselves in. 
I don't see much of myself in Jen, but I I just like respect her as a person and a character and so much that. But I just loved um because in the first book in Beard Science when you know her dad is talking down to her and her, and she'd come up with these ways to kind of not make it hurt as mm-hmm. much as as and and in this one her dad tries to treat her that way again and she's just seething. I mean you get yeah you get inside her and she's like. No, this is not gonna yeah. go. That you can't. I'm not gonna let him do this to me again. Yeah, and maybe that's where like I think I grew to love her even more in this one is because it's all the things that we love about her in Beard Science, but now with more backbone right. and you know steel in her, and I I really liked that. Um, Mom, what did we think of Cletus as our hero? Oh, Cletus. I just love Cletus so much, and I just love. He, speaking of dorky, he's just so dorky, but he's so such a sweet dork, and um, but also like so you know maniacal and um. Well, and he has these things in his brain that he wants to have happen, like when they went to buy the cows, when when her mom went to buy the or yeah. went to the cow auction, and he was like, "Yeah, buy it, yeah," and then she gets to a point, and he's like. Stop. No, don't. You know, so he's got it all planned out in his mind yeah. and he doesn't know how to deal with other people. Once try- it starts getting out of <laughs> yeah. his plan. Trying to manipulate his plan in any way. Yeah. And, um, but just, so there were even aspects of him that we saw in this book that we haven't seen before and him mm-hmm. trying to deal with being in love and, and. Yeah. Him now like much more rooted in a relationship. Right. Cause you know, we only get a smidge of that towards the end of beard science, but him like now fully invested in a relationship. Um, and we know about Cletus that when he decides on something, he sticks to it. And, um, he's loyal to a fault and he just, so he's been doing her grocery shopping. He's been fixing things around her house, you know, and without her even asking or even knowing that he's done it, but she'll just notice that something's been fixed or that something is, you know, in her fridge or, and so he's just, gosh, dang. Cause we've talked about this before. Like, I don't know that, of, of the Winston brothers, if I were, like, presented, you know, with them on a platter for my choosing, which, please, <laughs> um, I don't know that he's the one that I would, like, that's the one for me. Like, I think I would probably go, I think we, we've done this before. I think I would go Jethro or Roscoe We did even, a, a Mary or Billy. Boff kill. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they're all great. Let's not beat around the bush. But, um, uh, but... Cletus is far and away the most fun to read. Yes. Like, just her turn of phrase for Cletus is the best. I And, like, just the way she, like, constructs a sentence for him. I wrote down this line, um, which I also love this moment, but when he says, I would present the next ring to her at some point in the future at another location of special meaning until her response yielded appropriate shock and awe. And just the way, like, he, like, thinks or says things is just endlessly entertaining And it makes so much sense in his brain. And you can see in everybody else's brain they would be like, are you nuts? (laughs) He's, like, almost analytical, like, to a fault. But also... Well, the whole thing about proposing to her, so he takes her to this very special place mm-hmm. and he shows her the ring. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, and she's shocked by the whole situation, mm-hmm. but because she didn't ooh and all over the ring as much as he wanted her to, he shuts it, puts it back in his pocket, and like, she's, like, right. she's like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the best. I, I love that. 
Um, I mean, we've got emergency lasagna. Multiple lasagna emergency. Yeah, you got to do both of them. Lasagna emergency. Multiple engagement rings. Sausage quiches and, you know, his legendary sausage. Butt portraits. Oh, my gosh. The butt picture. I want that. I want that, by the way, too. Merch merch opportunity. Pam needs to put that in something. And, yeah, let us buy that because I don't even care, you know... Just the thought of it might be the Winston's butts. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also wrote down this line because we've talked before about how I do not like the term boyfriend. <laughs> and so this line where he says, boy, friend, now I ask you, would anyone who'd met me ever use either of those words as a descriptor? And I'm like, yes. Yes. That's perfect. I love it. <laughs> and I think I even highlighted that before yes, you read it. you did. Um, but yeah, I just... Cletus is the best. And then, yeah, like we were saying, him in a relationship makes him, like, you know, tenfold swoony because he's just so sweet. And his, I mean, he lacks some, I don't know, I don't, I don't know how to say this because he is super patient with her, but also not, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. Um, but... He's, well, he's not a patient person by nature. No. I think him being patient with her is like a whole new thing mm-hmm. because he's so in love with her. Yeah. But I think by nature, he is it's, not known as someone, <laughs> as someone who's patient. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just, I, I guess he's not patient, but he's understanding, yes. you know, with her in particular, because <laughs> I don't know that you could say that for everybody. But um, yeah, they were just so sweet and I just really wanted them to be able to have sex oh we're not we're gonna talk about that but it became vitally important to me um (laughs) I can tell okay as we are a romance book club let's talk about the romance element first uh what did you think of the romantic element to this book what did you think of kind of this post HEA um you know story well I don't feel like they were getting their HEA yet no it took forever for them to get their HEA. <laughs> well, I'm not even sure they're there yet. I no, think there's not. still stuff they need I to know. overcome. There is. But, but um, I'm talking about, you know, coitus. But <laughs> I know what you're talking about, Ellen. You don't need to clarify. <laughs> Let me tell you more. <laughs> but um, this whole thing of her working so hard and being so tired all the time and him not wanting to, um, like, not force himself upon it because she wants it. Like, yeah. bad. Yeah, she does. Bless <laughs> her. Gosh, Bless her. I wanted that so bad for her. But I honestly think that he thought, if I unleash this beast, it's going, I'm going to scare her away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I just, I really, we've touched on this, but I really liked getting to kind of see the ups and downs and the continuation of a lot of the stuff that they were working on in Beard Science kind of carry over into this book and how they work with that right. and um, and then you know they keep trying to start things and her mom keeps calling oh my gosh her mom is the biggest <laughs> cock block like in literary history and with all the chickens it's literally a cock block <laughs> <laughs> oh, i was like diane if i hear your ringtone one more time <laughs> i think cletus felt the same way yeah <laughs> um yeah i just i really liked just getting to kind of see because this doesn't happen a lot in romance where we get to see kind of a continuation the continuation of and i am more than happy to have it happen with cletus and jen because like i said i could spend 
Well, and we do, through their stories, we are still seeing, because we did get a lot of Bo and Shelley, and we got, you know, some... Well, and this book takes place between Bo's book and Roscoe's book. Yes. Um, and, And, you know... Us Winston Brothers fans know that when Roscoe's book came out and it was like a five-year time jump, we were like, uh, 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 what's whoa, been whoa, going whoa, on? What? <laughs> and there's a lot of like snippets dropped about things that have happened in that five-year jump. And we knew that we were going to start getting questions answered in this series. And so I kind of am excited yeah. for like the little breadcrumbs that we're, we're getting along the way. Which leads pretty well into, let's talk about the mystery element. Um, So this is a cozy mystery. Um, What did you make of Cletus and Jen as our little super sleuths? I liked it, but I didn't like that they had to, like... Keep putting things on hold? Can I spoiler alert? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to spoiler alert. So if you haven't read the book, don't listen to me right now. Um that <laughs> they had to pretend like they broke up and it was heartbreaking and she uh, I, you know what I love Penny Reed as a writer so much because of this so when he broke up with her he they did a public breakup because they wanted everyone to think they were broken up yeah and um he called her out on some things that she was feeling guilty about having done and so in her mind she's like is he really Ricky? Is this really? And then she's like, no, no, he's not. You know, so it yeah. it didn't become a thing, which in a lot of other books, it would have become a thing. Yes. But um, anyway, so just having, and then it, then it took a couple weeks. They had to pretend yeah. like they were broken up for a couple weeks. And, yeah. Ugh, well, and just... I love that in the midst of that too, that, you know, she, she realizes like, okay, I'm keeping to myself. So I'm not having to explain this to anybody, but he is with his family all the time. And so she really like felt bad that, Well, his family kept telling him, you need to go talk to her. You need to make this right. You know you love her and you need to fix it. Making him the bad guy. And she realized like, oh man. And he just kept putting them off, you know, and and didn't want them to know what was going on. And yeah. Um, I thought for the classification of a cozy mystery, I thought this was like a good little amount of mystery and a good level of you know it's chickens and bees that are yeah (laughs) but then there's like actual you know not that chickens and bees dying it's not sad i love animals chickens and and bees like i ran over a rabbit once and i still think about it to this day (laughs) Uh, so um but you know like it does escalate like her mom gets in some danger and then they start facing some gun toting. And I don't want to give too people. much away, yeah. but Shelly at the end is I'm, the best. <laughs> it was so, so badass. And I, I mean, was like, you go, girl. Here's an idea, Penny. You could do Cletus and Jen as a mystery series and then do like Bo and Shelly as like ass kicking assassins <laughs> and just have mainly just have it be Shelly who's the ass kicking assassin and, um, you know, Bo that's just there kind of like cheering her on in the in on the sidelines. That I would love that as a series. Um <laughs> uh, but I just loved Bo and Shelley at the end of this book. It was so great. Yeah. Honestly, like the mystery component in this book is not that different from like kind of the amount that we get in like Marriage of Inconvenience or um even Roscoe's book or um Billy's book. Yeah. Like Because she's always had, maybe not like mystery per se, but, 
you know, kind of more suspense plot lines that take place. There's obviously, there's always been some more, yeah, yeah storyline Especially going on. kind of as a through line throughout the series that she's had. Um, now, we know from Roscoe's book, spoiler alert, that something is going to happen to Kip. And I am here for it. <laughs> because Kip is such a dick. Uh, the way he treats Jen makes me just want to go up to him and stab him in the eye with a fork. The way he treats Jen, the way he treats women in general, and he's just such an asshat. Like, well, I can't, I said to Ellen, I said, I can't believe he would have ever been a decent principal because he just, yeah. the way he talks about how dumb his daughter is and and... I don't even know what makes him think that. Yeah. But I think it's because she's pretty, so she must be dumb. Yeah. And at this point, I kind of want something to happen to Elena, too. And uh, Trisha. And Trisha. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested, because I'm thinking that, like, Kip might be kind of the through line for this series. So if we can just see... Well, the next one's Marriage and Murder, so we can only pray. So let's see, <laughs> let's see who that is. Um, but yeah, I thought... Um, I thought the mystery element was fun. It was a fun, and it made a fun backdrop for the story. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, we're going to talk about this later with Chris in our interview, because it came up, but what did you think of Diane Donner in this book? I liked Diane Donner. Yeah. I liked her trying. Yeah. I mean, she was trying to improve herself. Yeah. And it was, because... Truly, I hated her in Beard Science. I thought she was a horrible person. And, I mean, towards the end, she... She gets a little redemption towards the end, but, like, in the beginning, you're just like... And I think her thing is... woman. Really, truly, deep down, she loves her kids. And I think... And I don't want to... I don't know how many books everybody's read, but... She's lost Isaac already, and mm-hmm. so the thought of losing Jen just... Oh, I'm so excited for that to come to fruition, yes. too. I really want the Isaac-ness to come about. I really want that moment where Isaac and Jen can, like, be reunited. <laughs> anyway. But, um, you know, and I really think the fear of losing Jen makes her try to improve herself. And um, so, anyway, I think she's trying. Yeah. And it's hard and they, for her. they go through a lot of growing pains in this book. But the whole thing with her and Cletus, and Cletus really trying to you know, help her along the way and... And try to understand her. And um, I really loved the um, kind of compare contrast between Bethany and Diane. And, you know, Diane kind of compares Bethany to the giving tree and later says, if my mom's the giving tree, your mom is a polar bear where she will just, she's, you know, a mama bear. She she's will just do whatever it takes to duke it out. <laughs> she's sometimes a little overbearing. <laughs> oh, see I see what, what I you did, did there. there. <laughs> uh, she's sometimes a little overbearing, but she will tear someone limb for limb if they come for one of her cubs, you know? Yeah. And um, I really liked that. And, you know, he says that our moms are you know, one is good in some, you know, like they're different in that, you know, they kind of care for us in opposite ways, ways, you know? And, um, I really liked that just that, you know, he's willing to see flaws and strengths in both of those women women. as mothers. Um, 
Can't and, all be, they can't all be perfect moms like yours. Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, I love when she says about Kip, your evil, good-for-nothing, impotent, limp-dick daddy is <laughs> buying out your local farmers. I'm like, yes, Diane, let's get some more of that in there. And honestly, because, remind me, spoiler alert, in Roscoe's book, isn't it implied that, like, Diane is on the run for murdering Kip? I think so. <laughs> so, like, bring it on. I'm so... Well, well, she's on the run for something. Yeah. I don't know if they say. And Jen is in, has been in jail at some point. That's yeah. in one of the books, too. So, um... Bring it. And it I'm... didn't happen in this book, so I'm assuming it's happening in one of the other books. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. If for nothing else than to see those moments come to fruition. Um... And also, we talked about Cletus and her, you know, kind of building their relationship. But I wrote down this line where Cletus says to Jen at the end, because, you know, she starts kind of messaging this Instagram life coach. And, and Jen is like, really, Mama? Like, we're going to do that? And um, Well, Cletus had told her that, you know, maybe you should talk to someone. Maybe you should yeah. talk to a therapist. And she says, oh, I found someone. Yeah. And she's it's got this, this woman on Instagram. Instagram. And it's like. Okay. And, um, you know, Jen is kind of calling into question how effective and helpful that's going to be. And Cletus says, self-improvement is not something that should ever be ridiculed, no matter how clumsy the attempt. And I really liked that as, um, and it kind of made me think about, yeah, like anybody, I may not always understand, you know, everybody's journeys that they're taking, but as long as it's them trying to make themselves better people we can't really fault people for for that so um i liked that message in this you know funny little chicken murder book (laughs) um okay let's talk about sex baby i want them to have some (laughs) oh my gosh it was killing me um i really just fell for them and they had so many uh, close calls. Because um, they hadn't had sex since November, and it's well, like February. Since like the end of Beard Science. Yeah, I mean, since Thanksgiving is what they said, I think. Um, first because of all, she was very busy over the holidays baking. Yes. We've talked before about how I feel about phone sex scenes, so I'm not mad at it, but it would have been better if. All parties <laughs> could, could, could have, have imbibed. <laughs> could have been happy with the results of that of said well, fun I sex think scene. everybody was happy, but um, <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think Cletus made it all the way through. Oh, shall we say? bless him! Um, but the scene that they do get was very sweet and uh, hot and nice and. But yeah, the amount of cock blocking in this book was insane. Off the charts. Yeah. And one time it was even Jackson James. That wasn't a cock block. They weren't really getting ready to have sex. It was when he had proposed. Yeah. Um, anyway, I I just really, like, I, I've already gone over it. But. I do like, I don't know if you have a question about side characters, but I'm going to go for it. it. I do like that Jackson James 
Yeah, we're starting to get more. He's of, redeeming himself. And you can tell that we're gearing up for the Jackson James book, which I'm also very excited for. And Cletus is like, I'm going to have to take the leprosy thing off <laughs> the <his>. armadillo. <laughs> off of his uh, ringtone or whatever it was. But um, I also liked seeing them use Alex and talking yeah. about Alex from Knitting in the City. And uh, you can tell that um, Penny. Penny's mind is turning towards the Green Valley series the, because there's more side characters that are getting a little bit more, you know. We're getting to know them more. Yeah, a little bit more. Even if it's just a little bit more character in their, you know, one-liners. It's like, okay. Like, well, Patty. Sometimes we like them and sometimes we don't. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, one of my favorite. <laughs> oh, yeah. When he calls the lady that works at yes, the police station. Yes, when he calls Flo McCourt. Like, First of all, go F yourself. And then. <laughs> and then transfer me to the sheriff. Sure. Thank you very to much. Sheriff Shane. Shane, oh thank you gosh. very much. Oh, my gosh. I know. I would have. I'm like, I I was glad that she got put on suspension because I'm like, yeah, she needs to because she's a freaking, like, you know, yeah, she, responder. And she, she works at the police station and she's giving out information. That is bad news. Yeah. You know, that leads to crazy women with guns coming to people's houses like come on um yes side characters but yeah i'm 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 excited for any and all green valley yes please thank you um mom what was your swooniest moment okay my swooniest moment i had to think about this one a little bit i did too because there's a lot of little things in it that just made me go oh yeah um however and it's not a cletus moment as much as a jen moment i love it and um but it's when he like puts all five engagement rings out and oh, he tells her to yeah. pick one and she doesn't even look at the rings. She's just looking right at him and she just grabs one without even, he says, I don't even think she looked at him. Yeah. And, um, you know, just that she's, she doesn't care what the ring is like. She just wants Cletus. Yeah. That's a good one. I really just love all, all the like little moments of just showing how much they love each other. I think I'm also going to go with a Jen moment. I, and I already mentioned it earlier, but I just, and it's kind of a Cletus moment too, but just him talking about like, she, every time she sees me, she like runs up to me and just flings her arms around me. And I want her to keep doing that forever. I was just like, (laughs) I love that. It's just like a visual and, um, and that's exactly how I greet my husband every time I see him. Sure. (laughs) No, dad comes home from trips and like only the dogs get excited and, um, I won't even get out of the chair and he's been gone for like five days. (laughs) Oh, are you back? Okay. It's always been like that. Like since we were kids. Yeah. Even when he was in the military and he'd be gone for like six months and I'd be like, oh, hey. Well, can you go grocery shopping? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's hear what... Some of the listeners had to say about it. I bet they got some things to say. They do. Um, Heather says, this book was seriously everything I needed. I didn't realize how much I truly missed these books until reading this. It was everything a Penny Read book is. Funny, heartfelt, and just oh so amazing. I really enjoyed that it showed some of the struggles Cletus and Jen were having and how they worked through it. Um, Yeah, kind of in like almost opposite to last week i think this is i was thinking the same thing perfect kind of book to come out right now right now it's just light and fun and entertaining and i have to say the whole scene where she climbs in bed with Bo. oh my gosh yes i loved that and i love we already talked about the like revenge of that but um 
Yeah. And as soon as she was walking in without her underwear on, I was just like, oh, this is going to go back. I can see exactly where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sarah said, uh, seriously, this book was smart and fun. I loved seeing how they worked together as a couple and Cletus showing restraint, winky face. Ugh, I did not enjoy that, but I enjoyed the, the net result. Um, Nara says, it was so funny. I loved Cletus with his indulgences, the proposal. I feel this is going to be such a great series. I already have theories about the next book. I got frustrated for them not being able to spend quality time together and sexy times as well. Um, I like cozy mysteries and seeing these two together again was great. Yeah, because they don't even get to spend, like, I mean, I really wanted them to be able to hit it, but they're not even getting to spend... You know, because a, a lot, lot of times time she's just like, just come over and, like, let me sleep with you <laughs> kind of thing. Um, Amy says, the slow burn was real. I thought Cletus and Jen would never have sex. <laughs> and how about Shelly? What a badass. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Um, Paige said, I was super excited to read Engagement and Espionage. Cletus and Jen are my favorite Penny Reed couple, with Cletus being my overall favorite character. What can I say? I love a diabolical mind. Um, I went into this book completely blind, so I had no idea that Cletus and Jen weren't going to be that coupley for what felt to me like most of the book. Don't get me wrong, I really loved the book, and mystery plot was bonkers but entertaining, and I loved seeing Cletus and Jen again. I just wish we could have seen more of them together. I wanted more togetherness and less teasing, though that last chapter was fire and did make the teasing worth it, lol. Uh, one unexpected thing I really enjoyed was seeing a relationship develop between Cletus and Jen's mom. She's really come a long way since Beard Science, and I'm proud of her. I hope we get to see more Cletus and Diane content in the future. I can't wait to read Marriage and Murder. Yes, I feel like we have the same thoughts, Paige. Um... Jennifer says, I think my opinion will be one of the less popular ones. Let me preface this by saying I absolutely loved Beard Science and Cletus is my favorite Winston. The first four chapters of this book were a slog for me. I had a problem with the amount of time Cletus and Jen spent apart during the holiday busy period and what appeared to be an actual lack of communication between them during that time. It didn't ring true for me. After I got through the beginning of the book, I did enjoy it, but the mystery itself was a bit predictable and honestly I feel Cletus could have been a bit more diabolical called in some favors and had someone following Jen's dad or his girlfriend and had that little situation figured out in a couple of days instead of having to stage a fight pretend to break up and be a part of those additional weeks then there were near misses on their hookups and I thought y'all are adults and she lives in a house by herself it really shouldn't be this difficult unpopular opinion I know I did enjoy it I just wanted it to be better um I can see that Honestly, I think, like, I think with Penny Raid, I'm just going to always go in with rose-colored glasses. Well, I I honestly think that um, Cletus was probably overcompensating and trying to be, like, overly nice. Because even when he, they were together, he was just sleeping. You know, they were just sleeping because he felt protective of her. Yeah. And um, so I think it was just a Cletusism where he. Well, and I think, I think. Both of them, this is, like, this relationship thing is such a new novel thing for them that they don't really know what to do in Neither one of them have really, yeah, been in a relationship. Before. Yeah, and um, and so it's just them kind of finding their really way. I really think Cletus was worried about scaring her off with his, because he really 
I think, had strong sexual desires that yeah. he was afraid would be frightening to her. Yeah. Hey. I'm on board. Um, Emily says, loved this book, loved the mystery and the romance, so want more. Yes. Um, Elizabeth says, I'm so happy you're finally discussing this book. I loved it. Jen is my favorite partner. Finally, it just came out. Give us a break. (laughs) Trying. And some of it was not our fault. We had it scheduled way earlier. Yes. We had to push Uh, it back. Uh, Elizabeth says, Jen is my favorite partner in the Winston Brothers series, so I was happy to get more on her and Cletus. The book was a perfect mix of romance and mystery. I was a bit worried about the first few chapters. Jen and Cletus seemed to hold a lot back and lacked good communication. Jen was worried that Cletus has changed his mind and didn't want to marry her, and Cletus had similar insecurities. I am so happy they talked it out uh, quickly, and the failed proposal was hilarious. (laughs) If I was Jennifer, I would have been pissed. The actual proposal in the kitchen was amazing. I'm so happy he finally did it. I was surprised by how much romance we did get. I thought this was going to focus more on the mystery, so I wasn't expecting any sex scenes. So I was a bit shocked, but happy with that final scene at the jam session. Now on to the mystery. I liked it. I was invested from the beginning and I knew from the get-go her dad had something to do with it. I hate him. Yes. Uh, I was wondering if the next book in the series is going to be about his murder. There are some mentions in Dr. Strangebeard about him being murdered and Diane being on the run. Also, can I just take a second to praise Shelly? Damn, girl. She is amazing. She kicked Kip's ass and it was so satisfying. It really was. I also love the moments with the other brothers, in particular Billy. He was so sweet and just wanted Cletus and Jen to make up. He's just such a good big brother. He really is. And Bo, OMG, that scene with him and Jen in bed was the funniest scene in the book. I can't wait for the next book. I could talk about this for hours. Yeah. I did love when Shelly goes after Kip and then Bo's like, what you got there, hun? Yeah. <laughs> but but um, I love the scene where all the brothers and, you know, everyone was there plucking the chickens and the whole conversation about yeah. the best way to pluck a chicken. And yeah, that was funny. Um, and I love, uh, Cletus keeps going up to Billy and he's like, you have four years. Remember that. <laughs> like you've got four and a half years or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, till he needs to figure his shit out with, uh, with Claire. Uh, Beth says it was so nice to get back to the middle of the series. I got frustrated that they weren't getting together, but sometimes that's how real life works. Busy time at work and family drama can cause issues. I'm generally not a fan of cozy mysteries. They are too sweet. I wish Penny had never put cozy out there. I thought we'd learn in the first book about Kip's death and Diane on the run. Hopefully that will be in the second book. I think it probably might, I don't know, because I kind of feel like that's going to be the thing of the series. Um, and it's three books, so I don't know. I'll have to see. I need to go back and read because I think it might come into play the part, the little snippet about her and who did she have an affair with? Oh, um, da, 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 da. oh, uh, somebody from the rates. What's his name? Um, I keep wanting to say Razor, but it wasn't. Razor. It's not Razor. It's, it's but it is a name like it's one of the high ups it was one of the guys anyway anyway i should go back and read that because i have a feeling it plays a part in this yeah um nicole says i have so many feelings about this book while i was frustrated by the distance between jen and cletus i kept reminding myself that theirs is a fledgling romance they are relationship they are just learning how to communicate and work as a team jen and cletus both bring baggage to this relationship and they're learning how to unpack together 
Yes. I think that's important to note. They haven't actually been dating. And they haven't been together that long because this is like, because they just got together at the end of Beard Science. Yeah. And this this picks up right towards, you know, just a couple months after that. And, you know, my limited experience with relationships, um, you can be dating for a long time and still not have that shit figured out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it doesn't always go well. So, um... Bitter, that, bitter much? Not that I'm bitter. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, moving on from that. Uh, Cassie says, it was nice to see J- uh, Cletus and Jen again, but this book was just a like for me. I didn't really buy the reasons why Cletus and Jen were kept apart up until the very end of the book. I hope that the other stories in this series devote more page time to Cletus and Jen's relationship and less to the mystery which wasn't all that interesting to me. I loved all the light and goofy moments, and I definitely laughed out loud a couple of times. I have hope for the series, but I felt lukewarm about this one. I can see the mysteries kind of, like, escalating a bit, too. And, um, so, yeah. So, I mean... Well, some people, it's just not their jam, so... Yeah, it's true. And, um, I thought for, like, this is her trying something new, and, I don't know, I feel like I can't really, like... I can't, criticize. Be, I can't be objective. I, yeah, because. I really can't be, I think is the long and short of it. Um, Natalie says, I really enjoyed this book. I think I wanted a little more thrust from the mystery storyline and maybe more thrust between Cletus <laughs> and Jen. hey She even says the hey so I appreciate that, Natalie. Um, but I loved being back with the Winstons. I liked seeing the character development and the growing relationships between everyone. Not to be sappy, but reading them all again felt a little like coming home. And absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, n- no sappiness there because I am with you 100%. Um, Lori says, if I'm completely honest, I'm not sure I would have loved this book if I wasn't so invested in these characters and this universe, but I am invested, so I did love it. Um, <laughs> she has bullet points. She says, Cletus buying five engagement rings, Jen accidentally crawling into bed with Bo, emergency lasagna versus lasagna emergency. Now, that's hard to say, like, really fast. Um, Cletus winning Diane over with his sausage quiche, quiche, sausage quiche, um, Shelly kicking Kip's butt, Billy being his awesome Billy self, Cletus finally taking Jackson off his armadillo leprosy hit list. All of this was so much more enjoyable because I already love these people. Oh, and Cletus gifting Jen with a picture of the brother's butts. Pretty sure this is one of the best examples of Cletus and his own personal form of justice, and I am here for it. I will never not love a Winston-centric story. Lori, every time I read your comments, I'm always like, I think Lori and I share a brain because... Someone's got part of yours. (laughs) That's my mom, everybody. Um, But I can't believe Kip says his daughter is stupid. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm going to start calling you Kip. Um, Our buddy Jen says, This book was a total comfort read and I loved it. Being back with the Winstons in Green Valley was like coming home. I agree with everyone that Jen and Cletus not having sex throughout the holidays was frustrating. But I loved, and I think it was frustrating for them as well. But I loved everything else. Uh, Cletus's shenanigans, the way Cletus works on being a better man and forging relationship with Diane. And Jen works on standing up for herself. Jen makes the most diabolical, uh, Penny makes the most diabolical villains. And I loved seeing Shelly take Kip down. I think that's a running theme that we all just loved. Shelly kicking ass and taking names um 
Raquel says, I really loved this book, both the romance and the mystery. I liked getting to know Diane's character better, better, and now I'm even more intrigued about Kip Sylvester's murder. I also appreciated spending time with the rest of the Winstons. It felt like being back home. <laughs> I can't wait for the next book. Um, and then finally, Deanna says, this book was wonderful. I actually didn't mind that they couldn't find a minute alone together until the end. I thought it was realistic for two people who have a lot going on in their lives. The shenanigans were great. Poor Jen waking up with Bo and then flashing everyone. While I thought the mystery was obvious, I still enjoyed it and it just solidified my hatred for Kip. Also, Shelly is a freaking badass and in this book and I am here for it. Curious to see if Diane is actually the one to kill Kip because I think this book gave us a whole slew of characters that might want to do the deed. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then she says, side note slash possible B topic slash possible Facebook group activity, March Madness style bracket of our most disliked book characters, Daryl Winston, Kip Sylvester, Sam from Dear Enemy, Liv from Bro Bromance Book Club, Archer's bitch aunt from Archer's Voice could be fun and might help us work some aggression out about <laughs> still being quarantined. <laughs> Um, I like it, Deanna, and maybe we will have to include, maybe we need to, like, not save brackets only for March. Maybe it's something. Maybe we could fit them into other, Mar yeah. other months. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to think on that. Um, okay, Mom, any final thoughts on engagement, and espionage, and sexual frustration, which is what I'm calling it? <laughs> um, No. I loved it. I loved reading about all our old friends. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just, I just love this family. Yep. Um, same. And I think that's all I can say. And, uh, seems like most of you are even the ones that we were. We talk a little bit more about it. Yes, we do talk a little bit more about it with our, uh, with our buddy Chris. So stay tuned for that. Um, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Engagement and Espionage by Penny Reed. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, uh, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you'd like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On... August 17th, we'll be reading Hosed by Pippa Grant and Lily Valente. For now, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we will be talking to Mr. Tennessee Sex Voice himself, Chris Brinkley. So stay tuned. It's time for a break. It's time for a break. The break is when we do the news and mail. Mom is cringing right now, and I don't understand that at all. Well, your song is cringeworthy, so... I don't get that. Um, okay, just a few announcements, some housekeeping um, announcements. Um, we currently have up in the Facebook group a poll to determine the fall lineup. Can you believe it is that time already? Crazy. Um, and then we also have a poll up to determine which movie we are going to do in the next cycle. So last time we did, or this past time we did, Guernsey Literary Potato Peel Pie Society. Um, Very good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so just pick what movie we're going to do next time. Um, and then, so that will be up. Um, and then this next 
this this coming this week Wednesday where I'm going to release the contest raffle whatever we're going to call it um to be a featured special guest on one of our episodes for the fall lineup um and I also wanted to um remind everybody that the last episode of August is going to be our free for all and how we kind of want that to work is mom and I are both going to read whatever we want whatever we want as individuals not even together um, and we're going to just kind of present a little, for lack of a better word, book report, uh, um, <laughs> on the book. So uh, no, you know. I didn't know I had to prepare something. <laughs> no, just, just like a little bit, a little snippet about the book, a little basic premise and, um, you know, what we liked or didn't like, uh, et cetera. But I think in order for this episode to really work, um, and be cool, uh, I want as many of you to do the same um, and send in audio recordings as possible. Um, I think that will make it for a really cool, fun episode. Um, so start reading a book that's not on the, the lineup or, you know, even if you have a book that you really just want people to know about, um, send in an audio recording uh, of that uh just record yourself on your phone. Most phones have a voice memo app um, and it's really easy and I will try to make you sound as good as possible. Should we say stay away from spoilers? Um, you know, use your judgment. I don't, you know, and if you do... I personally don't like spoilers. Okay, I don't care what you like. Um, <laughs> so if you, if you are going to, if you're going to expose spoilers, maybe just give a little spoiler warning in your audio, uh, in your audio recording. Um, but I think that will really help it be a cool, fun episode. So just keep that in mind as we get closer to that episode. And you can even start sending them in as soon as now, and I will save them for that episode. Um, so just keep all of that in mind. Polls, contest to be on an episode next season. Um, and, and, uh, the audio recordings for your book report. I like that. I think it works. Um, that's all for our news items. Stay tuned for Mr. Chris Brinkley. Thank you. Welcome back. We are so delighted to be joined by honorary Winston brother, audiobook narrator extraordinaire, and Tennessee sex voice himself, Mr. Chris Brinkley. Chris, <laughs> welcome to the show. What an introduction. Thank you. I don't know which part I like the best. You like Tennessee sex voice the best. Yeah, but I'm blushing. Can you really see that? <laughs> yeah. We're so blushing it, a little too. I love you too. Like I, I want to go to a wedding in a car and listen the romance oh. books on the yeah <laughs> no, I want to sit in the back seat with your brother and <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> yeah oh yeah. you have been listening yeah books. yeah yes. that was our uh yeah that was our most recent exploit yeah that was and yeah. our brother was very uncomfortable yeah, your, your poor brother <laughs> At least he was in the back seat and the two of you were in the front, though, right? Well, yeah. On part of the trip. There, was, the... there was part where he was driving and where it he was, was getting driving uncomfortable and... for him. Yeah, so Let's just say when I travel with my mom, we listen to John Grisham audiobooks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that used to be our, you know, modus operandi, but uh, then I got her into but romance. But changed. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's... Yeah. For the better, for the worse, whatever. But I, I, I do. I would like to say one thing, and then and then I'll I'll step back. Your mother is the greatest, and the relationship <laughs> that you two have with each other is wonderful. I love See, my mother. Ellen. Yeah, no, and I wish every mother and daughter, or mother and son, could have that relationship. Because my mom, matter of fact, my mother just brought. She lives three houses down in my little small Aww. town in Tennessee, and she brought chicken and dumplings and some kind of apple Aww. dessert. And she said, "I just thought you might be hungry today." Aww. And yeah, no, I'm hungry every day, right? Uh, but. <laughs> Not that kind of mom, but no. <laughs> in fact, I just made her soup. So. She does. That My, works. She, that since works. Ellen's been home, she's been cooking for me, and I love it. Uh, but but your chemistry yeah. and the love you two have for each other certainly comes through in the podcast. Well, let's not I get think. carried away. We yeah. like each other. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we we get a lot of feedback like that, and it's actually it's it's sweet. And yeah. you know, a lot of people. Well, we have jealous. we have fun. We like yeah. Like if anybody asks me. Who would you most like to hang out with in the world? It wouldn't be my husband. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't listen, obviously, right? Oh, no, but he knows He that. knows that. She's He's well aware. <laughs> Does he even know you do this podcast? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. He's, he's on our Facebook group. Yeah. And... In fact, a lot of listeners want him to come on, and we're like, ah, oh, you really oh, don't know is the thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know what he would say, and that's, yeah. that's the... He'd be Does, he listen, Does he listen to the romance audiobooks? No. He's read a couple Has he listened books. to... I might have had him listen to some of you because... because you come up in conversation I talk a lot, about Chris. you a lot. <laughs> and um, so I might have had him listen to some of it. I don't know if he was impre- as impressed as I was with your voice, but... <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, right? Rude. <laughs> see? See why I'd rather hang out with Ellen? <laughs> he, was, he was probably threatened. <laughs> that's no, it. I'm, I'm sure kidding. that's that it. Is, that is probably He does it. not uh, have a Tennessee second <laughs> Okay, so Chris, I want to let you tell us some of how you got into audiobooks, and but for the unaware listener, Chris is best known amongst us romance aficionados for narrating Penny Reed's Winston Brothers series, uh, now the Cletus and Jen mystery series, and several of the Smarty Pants romance titles, and just all, it seems like, of Penny Reed's Tennessee-accented necessities, it seems. Is that safe to say? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Yeah. Um, it started, uh, I'm, a, I'm a radio guy. I started working in radio when I was 16 years old. I hosted a, a morning show. The day after I graduated from high school, I started going to work at 5 o'clock in the morning in radio. And then from that, I became a sports broadcaster. So I had a morning radio show and a sports broadcaster in a small, relatively small area in Tennessee. And um, I got my degree in communications and then wanted to get a degree in journalism, a master's degree. And I had a professor who allowed me to take an independent study class and I was going to take a class and create a syndicated radio show. And he said, I think you should do voiceover work. And I said, no, I want to do a syndicated radio show. And he said, no, I think have you thought about audiobooks and voiceover work? And I said, well, okay, because I wanted an A. So he said, I want you to set up a home <laughs> studio and I want you to audition for a few jobs. And Luckily, I started auditioning for jobs in my little home studio. I had blankets on the wall and, and comforters and stuff, and, uh, and I landed a few jobs, including audiobooks. And soon after that, I auditioned for Penny Reed's first book with Dwayne, and, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't hear back from her for a while. And then we talked on the phone, and she said, Oh, my goodness, you are my character. You're the voice I hear in my head. She said, You are Dwayne. And she even said, this made me nervous, she said, it's off-putting talking to you because I don't feel like I'm talking to Chris Brinkley. I feel like I'm talking to this character that I wrote a book about. 
So the first book I did with Penny was Truth or Beard, and it was the Dwayne book. Um, mm-hmm. And then I really think she had in mind to cast a different male for each book, for each brother, for each Winston brother. And then she came back to me and said, could you do Jethro? And I said, sure. And then I've done all of the Green Valley books and all of the brothers since then. So that's how it, I was very lucky and kind of stumbled upon it. And I naturally had a Tennessee accent, so that worked out perfectly. That, yeah, that helps yeah. with this series in particular. Well, especially. the first book I listened to was the Jethro book. And oh. I literally <laughs> pulled into a parking lot and called Ellen and said, Ellen, you've got to listen to this guy's <laughs> voice. <laughs> So there you go. <laughs> and you I've know, been smitten, smitten ever since, Chris. Most listeners like the Jethro book. And I'll tell you what, I mean, I didn't know how to do this because I had I was six brothers and they had to yeah. sound different but sound alike. And I was a little overwhelmed at first. And Penny gave me their character profiles because in the first couple of books, I didn't know a lot about Billy Winston. And we knew Cletus was popular, but I didn't really know Roscoe. But I had to do their voices in the book. So if you go back and listen to the Jethro, I'm doing a Sam Elliott impersonation. And that's, I think, what does it for me. (laughs) (laughs) I am of a certain age. But, but, um, This is just getting more and more awkward. (laughs) Oh, you're fine. (laughs) No, um, no, Jethro is my favorite of the voices. But, um, I mean, I, I love Cletus because it's, you know, he's Cletus and you do such a great Cletus. But, um... His isn't as sexy as Jethro's is. So. No. And you know, Je- what Sam Elliott has a show on Netflix, and for some reason I can't remember it now. The Ranch. The Ranch. The Ranch. So, yeah, Deborah Winger plays Sam Elliott's wife in that, or ex-wife or estranged wife. And uh, was her name Mags in The Ranch? And he would uh, go, uh, he would go, oh, Mags. So that's kind of how, <laughs> when I would try to get into Jethro character, I would go, oh, Sienna. And then it would just kind of, <laughs> It went, Sienna, what are you doing in there? Oh, so it was just yes. a lower register and a little more draw to it, and that's where yeah. Jethro came from. And, yes, I do walk around doing these voices all the time. I, yeah. I would if I were you. Well. <laughs> the characters are real to me. I mean, Penny yeah. Reed writes these tremendously uh, interesting three-dimensional characters, and they're real people. She does do that. Yeah. Um, that actually leads us perfectly into one of the listener questions. Um, this is from listener Jessica. She says, I'm always amazed when voice actors do a series that takes multiple years and they keep all those different voices the same from book to book over such a long time. How do they do that? What is Chris's process for that? That's a great question. Uh, every time I record a new character, uh, I take that little snippet of the, of the voice and I save it into a file. So I've got all of Penny's characters. Uh, Hank, some of the secondary, Kip Sylvester, Mm -hmm. some of the secondary characters. But I know the brothers because I've done them so much. And basically, Dwayne is me when I'm tired or in a bad mood. Um, Jethro is Sam Elliott. Cletus (laughs) is a doctor in my hometown that's very eccentric. (laughs) Um, Billy, Billy talks from the back of his throat, and he's one of those guys that if he put his hand on your shoulder and said, everything's going to be okay, like he's the calming presence of it all. Roscoe's just younger with a little more energy, and Bo is me in a really good mood, um, and that's and that's how you know you smile. I, the, one of the nicest compliments I've ever gotten is someone said, "When you do Bo Winston, I can hear your smile," and if someone wow. can hear a smile, that's a wonderful thing. Well, uh, but for the rest of the, sometimes I have to go back because Penny's Penny's world is expansive. Well, and it keeps I, getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> yes. And I, I'd say to myself, how how did I do Nancy Danvish in the third book or something? So I have to go back and listen and, 
And, yeah. and a lot of times, you know, Penny talks about this in writing characters, but even if I'm at a restaurant, I'm always listening to the way people talk, particularly Southern voices. And I think I need to do that voice because you can change it up with tempo or obviously with register, but just weird speech patterns sometimes work also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you, like, in just general, do you generally just take it in the order of the book, like chapter by chapter, or do you kind of take pieces, bits and pieces from different parts of the book and record them, or is it? Oh, how do I prep and actually record the book? Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of a lot of uh, audiobook narrators will read the entire book and make notes. Um, mm-hmm. I want to be. Um, I, I want instinct to play a bigger part when I'm recording, so I only read one or two chapters ahead. Because to me, if Cletus doesn't know what happens in chapter 20, I don't want to know either because I want to be blind in chapter three like Cletus is to something that's going to occur. So I read it out loud as I read it, and then I go to the booth and and actually record it um, and and go along that way. And even with with Penny's book and a lot of the other books, the chapters alternate male, female point of view or with Mm -hmm. another narrative. So I read their part also um, to myself. And then when I get to my part, obviously, I just... I try to be in the moment, and, and that's been the key to me. There's a couple things. Always be really engaged because I think the listener knows whether you're engaged or not engaged, and I think with, with the Winston brothers, it's easily to be immersed in that setting. So I, have to, I want to feel where I'm at and what's going on in that moment. And even with Penny's book, you'll notice Cletus is different around Jethro than he is around Bo. The brothers have this dynamic, um, and, and I try to instinctively – give that delivery when they're with each other based on her writing. We kind of like the subtext. Let the subtext write up or rise up and come through my delivery. Yeah. Yeah. I may be yeah. giving you too long, too no. boring no, and long it. answers, but I you can it. tell you've listened to a lot of audiobooks. I think you can tell yeah, whenever the when the narrator really loves it and is engaged in it or when they're making a grocery list in their head. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with uh, like our both of our journeys into the romance genre, but mom, like I drag, dragged her kicking and screaming into reading romance, uh, and she had a lot of different perceptions of it before you know, immersing herself in that world. So I'm curious as to kind of what your perceptions of romance were before being introduced to Penny's books and maybe how they've changed or even stayed the same in some respects. Um, and just kind of, yeah, what what your experience with getting into the world of romance has been. Is this your question? Did you come up with this? Yeah. Yes, I did. Wow, that's a really good question. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, yeah, that's, I did not know a lot about romance. I didn't read a lot. I read a lot, but I didn't read a lot of romance, obviously. Yeah. I don't think most yeah. guys just jump in, go to the library, yeah. go to the romance <laughs> section. Unless but, your mom and sister make you listen to them. That's in true. The <laughs> but I would watch romance, com- rom-coms, movies. Yeah. So I kind of got that. And I guess for a while early on, my thought was Fabio on a beach unrealistic and then mm-hmm. I guess my first real romance modern romance was what Penny writes and it was it was re- it, the romance was a small part of the story there was a lot going on there mm-hmm. um, and it was awkward for me at first uh, whenever the romantic parts of the romance <laughs> book would take place because I'm a sports broadcaster <laughs> <laughs> but but again I tried to be in the moment and, and think there's a there's a scene in her first book where uh, Jessica and Dwayne are, they go parking. And it's like, uh, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> I so, am first, I right? The first scene in Dwayne's book is one of yeah. the sexiest scenes in the book 
where they're backstage. They're backstage she's in the, the high school Gandalf costume. Yes. But that might yeah. have been from her perspective, so maybe you didn't have to oh, read yeah, that maybe. part. But anyway, okay, so yes, I know the scene of what you're referring to where yeah. they're parking and the sister, you know, not the sister. I can't remember who sneaks up on them no, now. No, that was Jen and, and oh, yeah, that's Cletus. Right. I'm getting them all mixed up now. <laughs> yeah, no, they do kind of run together after a while. But yeah. I just thought, I mean, be there. I mean, be there as that character, as Dwayne, and, and be in that moment. And I blushed and recorded it a couple of times. The hardest part is, I think, is that during a romantic scene, as a first-person point of view male, I can do the male, but I also have to do the female <laughs> talking yeah. to the male, and, and that that was tricky, but I did the yeah. best I could, yeah. I think you, you do, you do you, good. You do a good female because you don't just, like, make your voice higher. I mean, there's... You do, but it's more to it. Though. Yeah, there's more to I've it. I've gotten better. Just... When I go back and listen to some of the early females, I didn't know what I was doing, and I, <laughs> I, took, I took a few lessons, you know, how do you do a female voice? Uh, if you're if you have a deep voice and you're a male in there and I'm a guy how do I and make it believable um and I got help with with uh, some lessons but the bottom line is I don't ever want to do anything that takes you out of the story um yeah. and if I ever do that then I've I've I'm not I'm not doing my job well and we but, talked about that on the podcast too that there are some people that just do that a lot better than others and I think that's where a lot of people slip up is is the gender bending you know and the mm-hmm. going back and forth between because i feel like sometimes you know women try to go like way too gravelly and blah, 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 yes. blah, blah, and and um and men try to just do a high high vibrato voice yeah. and it's it doesn't, it doesn't work and then and then the difficult part for a male narrator is when you're doing a female talking to another female so i've done scenes where three females are talking to each other well i <laughs> i have to let you know those are three different females and right, that's yeah. difficult. I mean, how how do you? Because I really only have one female voice. <laughs> so, you know, how can I be three different females? But what yeah. I've learned about romance is I really like it, and I think it's made me a better person. And I really think that that when it comes down, this might sound a little bit cheesy, but when it really comes down to it in a relationship, people just need to pay attention to each other. Um, and whenever you pay attention to each other and and know what's going on with your significant other, you're you're in a good place. Yeah. We have a, a singular male listener, as that's his title on the, on the show, and um, he he says a lot that he's gotten a lot of tips from uh, from reading romance. Yes. <laughs> helping him with his relationships. So. Yes. How many yeah. times do you two listen to a book? And well, I've heard you on your reviews, and you say, "Don't. Why are you doing this?" Because you said on the last review, "Just talk to each other, communicate." Yeah. Communication. Yeah. That's always yeah. the thing that frustrates us the most. Frustrates us the most in these books is someone will have a blow up, and it's like just go and talk to them. But no, they turn off their cell phone and they refuse to talk. And it's like, okay, well then you're causing a problem where there doesn't need to be a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. communication, biggest yeah. thing. Absolutely. That was a great but question I will, though. I will say too, though, for the, for the podcast, we don't tend to listen to them because it's harder for us. You know, we have to be very critical when we're reading a book. For we the highlight stuff and, and, and it's harder to do that on audiobook than yeah. it is. But um, but yeah, so that's like when we are when we do have a road trip or something. That's when we're like, let's load up a few audiobooks. <laughs> let's you know do this upright. Isn't it the best thing in the world? And I love to do this to put on a really good audiobook and just and get lost in it. And an eight-hour trip yeah. feels like it takes three. Or you get to your destination and you don't want to be there because you want to hear more of the book. <laughs> yes, or the yeah. book's yeah. not over yet. And you're like, oh. I yeah. just read. In fact, I just did a road trip with my sister-in-law, and she didn't doesn't read romance, hadn't done anything. And so I had her listen to Beard Science. 
so you were involved in this and um, <laughs> we listened to Cletus and Jen's story all the way on our road trip and uh, by the end she's like I need to know how to get this book so I can finish it because we hadn't finished the book. Uh, on after yeah. <laughs> you want to hear? Have you heard the inside scoop on the on the Cletus story on Beard Science? Uh, Cletus is a very surly character, and uh, he's an instigator. And at the beginning yeah. of when I was started recording that book, I was having some back issues, and I was grumpy. I was really <laughs> grumpy. And uh, and I noticed as I went back and listened to it that I, I sounded a little different earlier in the book than I sounded later in the book. And it was because I felt better, basically. I had gotten over the back issues. And I told Penny, Penny, I don't know, I should go re-record the first half of this book because I sound grumpy. And she goes, no, it's perfect. <laughs> well, it makes it sound like as he gets closer to Jen that he becomes a happier person. So yes, it works out yeah. perfect. Yeah. It was acting. No, it was acting. <laughs> acting. Yeah, it was a combination of back issues and also acting. Yeah. But it yeah, worked. Whatever works. Yeah. 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 Work with what you got. Um, so what draws you to the Winstons and kind of keeps you coming back to do Penny's books and her writing and things? Penny's writing is, yeah. is I mean, it all goes back to Penny. Penny's amazing. Um, I'm lucky enough to get to talk to her often and talk about projects and talk and pick her brain and talk about books. And she she writes when she writes when I when I OK, so when I prepare for a book, I read the book or I read the chapters, as I told you, and then I read them out loud and then I go into a studio and then I read them and then they're edited and they come back to me and I listen again just to make sure it's right. And every time I hear it or experience it again, I learn something new. That's how deep her writing is. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that very often with most writers. And I even sometimes when I go back to the final listen, I'm like, Chris, you missed that a little bit because that was not his intention. And I didn't. It was so layered that you don't even realize it. And to me, the Winston brothers, they're, they're real. They're three-dimensional characters. All of her mm-hmm. characters are like that. And being from Tennessee, I know guys like that. Um, and so that's what draws me to her writing. Yeah. yeah, I've said it before on the podcast, but Beard Science is the only book where I finished it. Like I stayed up all night finishing it, and then I was, and then I immediately just went back to the beginning, and I was like, I have to reread this like right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and then multiple times I've well, reread or like re-listened. And most her of her books, I'll read, and then due to you, if the audiobook is out, I'll like listen to it right after I've read the book. Mm. So, um, yeah, I. Yeah, we're, there was we're a, a huge penny. I guys. met you too. I met you too at Book Bonanza, which was a, yes. a life-changing experience for me. <laughs> Not Book sure. Bonanza, but meeting you. No, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, the whole thing was because you know you. I, I'm I'm recording this now in my booth. Uh, you you guys can see it, but it's a little four by six room with a with mm-hmm. a little bit of air conditioning going on in it, <laughs> and and it's a very uh, lonely process. And then I release it to the world, and rarely do you get feedback. And at Book Bonanza. This lady stopped me and she said, I just want to tell you um, that on my worst days, I listen to Beard Science and you're like a warm blanket. And Aww. she said, I've listened to that book 35 times. Oh I could gosh. not believe that. I said, oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, and, you know, most of that is Penny's writing, but it really made me realize uh, what a difference. And, you know, and I see things on the Facebook pages where uh, there's a lady, I think, in Boston who says uh, listening to the Winston Brothers gets her through her daily commute which I couldn't yeah. even imagine. And it's so meaningful to get that kind of feedback. And you two do the same thing with your podcast. I mean, trust me, when I, I walk twice a day, and my favorite part is your banter. I like listening to you review the books, but I have not read the books. So you could just yeah. do a podcast about life. You could, like, do a secondary spinoff podcast 
just about life and childhood memories. And, yeah. <laughs> just keep it coming, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Making our heads big. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that's. I mean, the reason we started the. I don't want this to be about us, but the reason we started the podcast was <laughs> because we. I got her reading romance, and then I would just crack up at like our text conversations about you know sexy times between these characters in a book or something like that and i was like i think there's there's a, a vacancy in the market for a mother daughter talking about <laughs> yes about romance books so mm. um so, so here we are <laughs> and you know and i even i thought about I, I made it about myself in your last podcast i think you were talking about there was a time when the two of you wouldn't listen like you felt awkward whenever you were listening oh. to or yeah yes and then it, it, <laughs> Yeah, so at some point you got over that. So right, as an yeah. audiobook narrator who did romance, like the first few scenes I did, I felt extremely awkward. And I was alone. Like I, I, was, really, <laughs> I was making myself embarrassed. And then there comes, there comes this point where you're just like, oh, whatever, just get over it. And I'm sure that that's what happened during some book the two of you listened to. And you're like, it's silly. It's just a book. It's just well, a book. Well, like, because the first, one of the first books that she read is, it was, it's pretty extreme in in mm-hmm. the sexy times regard and now i feel like we go back and we're like that's nothing, nothing. Like, I feel like <laughs> this, we just... this is what we thought was saucy now yeah. we read crazy stuff yeah. we you just, know like, i've broken her down gradually and i've i've kind of had to draw a limit for myself because some of yeah. the books go over too far for me um mm-hmm. and and i do a lot of mainstream voiceover work also and plus i don't really want to do anything that's just that crazy yeah. Um, so I, in my mind, I describe it from a movie standpoint is there's PG, there's PG 13, there's PG 17, maybe rated R. And then I <laughs> yeah. won't go past NC 17 and a lot and of it. Are, go ahead. Yeah, there is some. I was going to say there are books mm-hmm. that do that. <laughs> but you know, what really does drive me crazy in romance. And I see it is that sometimes they put some of these scenes in there unnecessarily. Like, well, it's just like, and we've talked about that on the podcast is like, sometimes they'll throw in a sex scene. It's like, this doesn't even fit with the tone of the book. Yeah. And, um, so if it's like a sweet book and then they throw in this really dirty sex scene, it's like that doesn't even mesh yeah. with the mm-hmm. the style of the book. Well, and we talk a lot about how the best sex scenes are ones that still propel the emotional narrative, you know, mm-hmm. between the couple. So the ones that because there are sex scenes where you're like, well, I could have just skipped that and been fine. And but there are the good ones are ones where there's you know, emotional progress to the relationship that are, that's taking place, you know. That's in interesting. That you know, I, I knew that. I knew that instinctively, but you just pointed <laughs> it out. No, there, because sometimes I think, what was the point of that? I mean, right. yeah. 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 Just to get a sex scene in chapter 14, because you haven't had one in two or three chapters. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, Penny, Penny never does that. Like, no, and, no. And then I've done a few slow burn books where I'm just like, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are we, Chris? We, we, we also commiserate with that. Yeah. No, but there are, and there are some books that listeners want us to do because they think it would be funny to have us talk about this really, really filthy, book. filthy book. And I'm like, no, I am right. not doing that. So we have a line that we also draw, or I'll even read a book and I'm like, but mom can't read it. <laughs> so. Oh, she says they're not mom friendly. So yeah, that's, that's just makes me want to read them more just to see why. But <laughs> you're a rebellious mother. You should listen to your child. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah. um, Chris, listener Nally wants to know which character did you have the most fun voicing of any book? And it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't necessarily even have to be a Winston if you want to get outside of. 
The most well, I have two. I have, I have a Winston answer and I have another answer. Um, okay. Jethro is fun. Jethro is so much fun because it's it's my Sam Elliott. Like Jethro is just <laughs> this really cool, sexy guy. And I mean, I get to get my masculine on when I'm Jethro. <laughs> yeah, because because there's nothing about Jethro that's not masculine. I mean, he's just the guy. So it would be, and I just like, I mean, I walk around the house and, yeah, you know, I mean, just getting down in there. I just, I think Jethro, I think Jethro can do anything. The most fun I've ever had with the characters, I was lucky enough to be, the History Channel had a documentary called D-Day in HD, and it comes on every D-Day, I think. And they, I did an audition and they contacted me and I sounded very similar to an actual veteran of D-Day. So in the flashback scenes, they would play the younger version of his voice. So I got to hear the interview the History Channel did with him, and then I played the 18-year-old version of his voice, and then they would blend my voice into his voice. So basically, I would hear what he would say, and with his cadence, I would say it younger. And that really was special to me because this man meant a lot not only to our country, uh, but was a wonderful human being, and to be a, and the project turned out outstanding. Um, and I'll never forget yeah. that, getting yeah. to actually yeah, be a real awesome. person. Yeah, so that was, yeah. that was, that yeah, was wonderful. Cool. Um. And then listener Milena wants to know what character that you have voiced do you relate to the most? I've told Penny this, and everybody just looks at me. I think I'm, I'm kind of Bo Winston. I'm Bo. Um, I mean, he's just kind of a happy-go-lucky guy that's usually in a yeah. good mood. Um, I'm not really surly. I mean, you 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 two met me. I mean, I yeah, I, no, I, I I can see it totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, You're a good I, guy, Chris. When I when I'm hungry or when I'm tired, I'm grumpy. Uh, but other than that, I'm usually in a pretty good mood. We all have yeah. moments like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and then listener Megan wants to know, when did you first hear your nickname that we have dubbed you, and how do you feel about being called Tennessee Sex Voice? <laughs> you know, I think I saw it on the Facebook page, and then yeah. I met you two, and I didn't know who you were. And then how did that all go down? What's your memory of well, that? I, I told you. Well, we walked up and introduced ourselves, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and then Ellen said, my mom has a nickname for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mom calls you Tennessee Sex Voice. And then mm-hmm. you said, oh, you're the one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so somehow some buddies of mine found that, as you know, mentioned on one of the podcasts. So when I would be when I would be playing golf and would be standing over a very important putt to win a game, they'd go, hit it, Tennessee Sex Voice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that yeah. line in and of itself has multiple meanings. So. <laughs> you go, Chris. Okay, tell it. I just blushed. Okay. <laughs> Can I have a moment? <laughs> Your mom is the best. <laughs> no, but I think I think it's um, it's it's a it's a great compliment. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm speechless. Yeah. Well, I know when you were interviewing me for. I can't remember why you were interviewing me, but when you were interviewing me, you made me say it. You said, you have a nickname for me. What is it? Mm-hmm. And I said, Tennessee Sex Voice. And I said, you just are trying to get a compliment out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we're, I, I'm actually working on the Green Valley podcast for Penny. And um, yes. we, it, we, we're a little slower than we thought it would be. But I've completed one entire first episode. Um, and you two will be on some of the latter episodes. So get ready oh, for awesome. that. I'll let you Huzzah. know. Huzzah. Yeah. Um, I know that you just recently wrapped on recording Engagement Espionage, and are you excited to spend some more time with Cletus and Jen and see more of their story and um, just kind of your thoughts on, on this new Let me make sure you said, you said I wrapped up a recording. 
Yes. Because I was a rapper in high school when I thought I was <laughs> I, I Are you kidding me right now? Because I want to hear you rap so bad <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, I'm very excited. I think if there are any two characters that we can that we can bring back and, and live in Green Valley and live in my little world, my four by six room with the microphone, it would be Cletus. Cletus yeah. and Jen. Uh, and the mystery part to me is really fun. You guys, you reviewed this book and you've read this book. This yes. book, there were multiple times doing this book that I would stop because I was laughing. Um, <laughs> and that just tells you how well it was written. I have to re-record it because Cletus doesn't laugh at his own jokes. Cletus would never no. do that. Bo would, no. but Cletus doesn't do that. So I would stop. And so I'm so happy. And one of the first books, I hate to even say this because someone might find it, but one of the first audiobooks I did when I first started doing audiobooks was... Uh, a lady, a man who had a cat who it was this cozy cat mystery and uh. the cat would solve all these crimes in this little town so <laughs> and as as poorly as written cats as that do. yeah <laughs> it was amazing and I was not a good narrator it was not a real good book but it was a fun experience because it was a mystery so the mystery part of what Penny is writing now to me is is very intriguing yeah that's what uh, I mean spoiler alert we loved the book I mean I think You'll be hard-pressed, Penny will be hard-pressed to write a book that we don't love, but um, I mainly, I was, I kept telling mom, I'm like, I just love spending time in Cletus's head again, again, mm -hmm. yes, mm -hmm. and getting more of that, and, and yeah, and seeing their relationship, like, develop and go through ups and downs that, you know, because we're used to a book ending with the happily ever after, and so... And then getting... we just assume their life is perfect after that. But yeah. So, yeah. Fun, fun to see more of their life. And, you know, this is where Penny is so smart, is that she's she's almost like the Star Wars movies came out. This is not in chronological order. Like, you're going back. <laughs> yeah. You're going back to an earlier time when these mysteries were taking place, and yeah. Cletus, well, Cletus constantly surprises me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. He does. Yeah, I know. I had to keep reminding myself. I'm like, okay, this is between uh, Roscoe and... Uh, well, it's it's just months after Cletus's and Jen's book yes. ends. And, and so... Before Roscoe. It's, yeah, it's before Roscoe. It's before... Well, Bo's book takes place during the same time period yes, as yeah, Cletus's book. Yes, so. There we go. Um, when we were at Book Bonanza, you were asking readers their favorite moment from winston history or green valley i can't remember exactly how you phrased mm -hmm. the question i think it was for the podcast mm -hmm. and so i'm curious as to one or maybe a couple of, of yours that stand oh, out you should have told me this one before you you should have <laughs> given me 24 hours yeah. wow that i have never you know that's where i ask 50 people that question and i've I never know, thought about my own answer oh that's funny. that is really interesting that's really <laughs> There is a scene in Roscoe's book where the entire family is there. Roscoe is in the hospital. Um, uh -huh. And I think that scene is special. That was very challenging for me because I was all of the brothers. And when, when you're doing a scene, I see books differently than, than you see books because I always look at dialogue and think, how am I going to do that? I mean, like, I mean, yeah. how am I going to switch from this person to that person to this person to that person? And then I'm not real good at it in my brain, so I have to stop and regroup. So it takes longer to record those chapters. But that book had really good chemistry, and you saw how much the family loved each other. And the Winstons were kind of together in one room, bonding and coming together around Roscoe's uh, injury. So that yeah. was one of my favorite scenes. Um, yeah. In... In in the latest book, Engagement and Espionage, Cletus is seen with um, 
Diane Donner Sylvester is it yeah with with Jennifer's mom those are great yeah she's she is such a care because this is his future mother-in-law and they don't <laughs> like each other and she's an over-the-top southern character who is deeply flawed but is rescuable like you know that you don't dislike her she's likable um, yeah. and those scenes were really fun for me also getting to do her actually yeah I think that's actually one of my favorite parts of this book is um, is kind of their transition from because and her mother is very not likable in beer and science and yes. so to kind of see the Diane Donner she's like trying I mean yeah. she still has remnants of her old self but mm-hmm. she's trying to improve and so you gotta respect that yeah mm-hmm. and that Cletus even has that moment where he says you know any 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 trajectory towards self-improvement is yes. you have to commend somebody for that right. and yeah. um yeah so i i also really really and, liked that and the most important thing to me always is, even though she's a deeply flawed character she's wildly entertaining like everything yes. about her is just entertaining and actually i went back to beard science and i listened to joy nash's uh version uh, vers- she joy- does such a great Don- uh diane donner yes Sylvester. yes she Joy's features is perfect. Yeah, yes. features. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just love. I love the way that she does her voice. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, and so it gave me a better idea of what I thought she would. And see, Penny's real good at this because uh, when when I tell Penny, Penny, I'm not sure how to do her, how to how to do her voice or how to. Penny always says, "Well, you're not really impersonating her. You're giving us Cletus's version of her because you're telling the story through Cletus's eyes. So it's how Cletus hears her." And see, Penny, Penny is on such a deeper level than most. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. So how would Cletus, how does she sound to Cletus? And that's how I need to perform her. And to Cletus, in this book, they, 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 have a, they bond in a really weird and strange way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought that was really sweet. And I also um, loved, I also loved uh, Billy's book, which was actually Claire Scarlett's book. That book was so much fun for me because you're doing. I'm the younger Winston brothers because they were in their teens, and Bo and Dwayne were seven, or eight, or nine, or whatever they were. Yeah. And I, I had an absolute blast with that. That that's probably the best book I think I've I've ever narrated, and 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 for from a performance standpoint, and just really enjoying being challenged, but also enjoying every second of it. And I also yeah. felt the pressure from the fan base because I knew everyone <laughs> because of book bonanza. Yes. I knew how important this book was. <laughs> yeah. No, I really yes. did. <laughs> well, I even when I um when I read Beard Science, I think when I had read Beard Science, that was the most recent book to have come out and that was like my first author interaction was I tweeted Penny Reed and I was like, I am dying for Billion Scarlet's book. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um and so yeah, I know that there was a lot of uh lead up and anticipation mm-hmm. for that book. Um, well, Penny does a great job because she's done it. She did it in her Knitting in the City series, too, where she has one couple that she kind of strings along through the whole series. Mm-hmm. That by And then they're the end book. And so you by the end of the series, you're like, I've got to read this book. <laughs> yes. And, um, and that's the way Billy and Claire were. It was just like... You know, yeah. she strung us along through the whole series. And you know what? And in Claire's book, where she's so amazing is that she would explain things that we had questions about in the first book. And, right. and oh, right. that's why Cletus is like this. That's yeah. why Billy is like this. And for the podcast I'm creating with Penny, I sat down with her at Book Bonanza and did a 25-minute interview and just randomly just started throwing questions at her about Green Valley and about the Winstons, things that she shouldn't have thought about. And she knows the answers to all. All of this world is in her head. <laughs> 
I asked her how many raccoons were in or how many stray cats, how many stray cats were in Green Valley. And she knew the answer because the <laughs> raccoon population was high. I asked her how many stop signs and she told me there were roundabouts. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, she's at such a deeper level than most people realize. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, okay. Uh, Chris, mm-hmm. I, I think that's basically all that I have for you. Is there a, any final thoughts from you on, or, or anything that you have coming up that you want to plug for the listeners or anything like that? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll plug one thing that I'm, I'm uh, of course, the, 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 the mystery is coming up. Um, yes. Engagement Espionage will come out. I've recorded it. I've not listened to it. Joy's working on her portion now, so it will be out pretty soon. Um, I was lucky enough, I'm working on a, a travel app. This has nothing to do with romance, but I know you two travel a little bit, don't you? We try. Yes. Yeah. We, we try, yes. Yeah. And, Not uh, currently very much. <laughs> <yeah>. But, <laughs> and, but it, it's, a, it's an app that's based on travel, and if you're going through certain areas, you'll hear stories about this town or this house or this landmark or this mountain range or this beach. And, uh, and Kevin Costner is behind it. He founded the company. Uh, and I've been lucky enough to record probably six or seven hundred stories for them. But it launched. Wow. Yeah. I've been really busy. It launched uh, yesterday and it's called the Hear Hear app. Uh, H-E-A-R-H-E-R-E. And it's 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 an incredibly interesting thing if you're into travel. And you That's awesome. Know, yeah. That is very cool because I did a study abroad and we did we would do like walking tours and yeah. read little pieces of history about like mm-hmm. this random church that was that looks like nothing much, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool. And one of the other uh, narrators is Joy Nash. I don't think she's done as many yeah. stories as I have, but yeah, we pulled Joy. And then there's, uh, I, I think I can say this, uh, Gregory Harrison is an actor. He was on Trapper John, oh, yeah. MD. Yeah. Remember him? He's on, I think he's I does do. some. Yeah. So he's Because I'm there. of an age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. But you that's... know what? You don't, I don't know how old you are, but you certainly don't act your age. <laughs> That's true. On so many levels. <laughs> and then there yeah. are the days where I'm act 80 years old when I'm only 56. I have a but. question. For, one of the things I want to do personally is I want to write and create a few projects. And I want to know, you two are so smart and I listen to your reviews and intuitive. Could Would you be a beta, beta tester, beta reader for me or a beta listener? Anything you want, Chris. Yeah. Really? Anything you need. Okay. Sure. Absolutely. Are you, are you saying that because you like me or I'm Tennessee sex voice? <laughs> Both. Okay. <laughs> which, which answer works? <laughs> no, I'm I'm working on an audio project. I, I think I may have told you this at Book Bonanza, but it's where I wanted something that created the illusion of companionship, where you get an audio book where the you're part of the story, you the listener are part of the story. So I, I don't know if it's going to work or not, if it's gimmicky or a really cool concept. But I would like you two to listen to it independently and let me know if it works or not. We will do that. We tend to be of a similar opinion. We That's do. That's our problem is. Because <laughs> yes. I brought her up to be super smart like me. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that goes. Yeah. Um, and and then I also want to say to the Winston Brothers fans, thank you so much. And the Penny Reed fans and the fans of your podcast. Oh, the fans of your podcast. I just hit my microphone. Um, it's it's just wonderful being in this world and part of this world. And every everybody is so encouraging. You promote so many books and authors and narrators and thank you for doing that well thank you chris and thank you for like giving such good life to these favorite favorite characters of ours um i think that we wouldn't love them as much as if they didn't have your voice behind them so oh that's very sweet thank you so much (laughs) that means a lot 
And thank yeah. you so much for taking the time. I know we've been like talking about this for a long time, but thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're busy with lots of projects, it sounds like, so thanks for taking the time to chat, to with, chat with us. Now, I know that Steve Martin might hold the record on Saturday Night Live for making the most guest appearances. <laughs> Is there a chance that someday I could come what? back? Of oh, course. gosh, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, right. let me see. Let me see. <laughs> yes. And, and But we're going to have you do the whole thing in Jethro's voice next time. <laughs> okay. Uh, that'll be, I'll drink a little more coffee in the morning. That sounds good to me. W- w- will in you fact, be- I'm going I'm to have you do a ringtone for me that just says, Julie, someone's calling you. <laughs> I will send that to you tonight. <laughs> again and uh for everything and we cannot wait to listen to more winston brothers in all of its forms and more and green valley mediums and yeah. yeah we're we're excited to just just keep them coming and we'll keep hey, listening i know we're wrapping have either one of you been to tennessee uh no, no i have not we have family that's from there we like, do we have a family member that goes by the name tennessee because he's this loud boisterous character okay. and he's and, from tennessee and everybody calls so everybody's just like tennessee, tennessee. um yeah. and i have friends that live there but i've never been well if you, you ever come to, yes and i'll be your tour guide we'll go to the actual oh. place that inspired the bluegrass jam we'll go to we'll do oh. lots of really cool things in tennessee so if you ever come to tennessee i am on board and yeah. we're planning the trip tonight and so. I, i've heard it's lovely so i do i would like to come visit sometime yeah it'll be fun all right yeah all right well thanks chris thank, thank you so much chris thanks and ellen and ellen's mom Right. Yes. <laughs> Everybody just calls her mom now. I, I share my mother with, with not just my siblings these days. Oh, well. What can I say? I get around. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Chris. And we'll, we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thank you. All right. All right bye. bye. So that was our um, very fun and uh, delightful, to steal mom's word, interview with Chris Brinkley. We hope you all enjoyed that as well. He's much. a delightful man. He is. Um, we just and when and we even like chatted with him for a long time after <laughs> what we recorded and you know are, are giving you guys. So he's just a total sweetheart, and we just had such a good time chatting and you know chatting with him. It was. Yeah. A delight. It was a delight. Um, so thanks so much for joining us. Again, if you would like to join us on August 17th for Hose by Pippa Grant and Lily Valente, uh, we, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at NotYourMom'sRom or on Facebook or Goodreads or email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love reading them. All right. All right. Thanks, Mom. You're so welcome, Ellen. Oh my gosh, you're so sarcastic. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.